0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Swedenborg and Life Live. Today we're gonna to be talking about the spiritual perspective protective barrier between us and evil spirits. And I think we're on screen. There we are. Hey everybody. That was a cool that was a cool kicking it off with a bang. There's powerful. Some the, Very yeah. Powerful. Yeah. I, to you at home, you don't know what I'm talking about. We just had one or two things just happen in the studio, but we made it through. So glad you're all here. My name is Curtis, and I'll be the host today with me. I'm really excited to have Chelsea Odner in the studio. Thanks so much. Hello And everybody, if this is a thing you've been having on your to-do list, but you never did it yet, please like and subscribe. If you've been watching the show for a while, that helps us.
1: We've got over 182 someday.
0: So so far, we've never broken the 182 barrier, (laughs) but you could be the one that does it. Uh, So we are going to be following up from the show we did last week, which was about the angels and evil spirits with us, which is like a pretty out there topic, and in there, We talked about that we're in this giant consciousness network that includes angels and evil spirits. Spoiler alert. And so today we want to look particularly at this evil spirit thing and how how do we uh, sort of get get further into this why? Because we talked a little bit about it, but... That's, that needs a lot of explanation. It
1: sure does. Could use at least at least two shows. Yeah. Maybe maybe several several more.
0: And we're going to do <laughs> several shows back to back here right now for you. Before we start though, let's like do our like vocal stretches here. And let's do as we always do our icebreaker section. This is a chance for, for us to answer a question and for all of you to answer it at the same time. So, here we go. If you've never done it before and you're there in the live chat room we want you all participating with us so as we work our way through answering this question we want to hear what you have to say about it too and at the end we'll consolidate all those and stick them up on some slides and hear your voice and your perspective which we really do always enjoy ending the show in that way so here's what we got to talk about today When have you felt like you were networking with heaven or hell that's at the core of our show was that we literally are but does this slip through mm. into regular life have you ever felt like yeah i'm really plugged into to one or both or, or
1: yeah all? i definitely feel like i try to network with heaven uh, i i've learned that if i network with heaven every day things mm-hmm. go better for me <laughs> and what i mean by networking with heaven is like taking time to read the word meditate lift my thoughts like pull away a little bit from the outer you know mind chatter that wants yeah. to pull me down or whatever and um so that that takes a lot of conscious effort and uh but it's worth it and then as far as networking with hell goes it's like i don't go out of my way to network with hell but <laughs> i definitely feel like hell's interested in networking with me How you doing? so i'm often you know fielding calls and having interviews and things like that but yeah but no yeah i mean i feel like it's just that observation helps Give clarity to where are the thoughts coming from in my yeah. mind, and choosing from there.
0: Almost like sort of the used car salesman, like hell is really <laughs> yeah. trying to get me to buy this feeling yeah. or this thought. Yeah. And, and, and part of me is like, well, that is kind of a good deal, you know. And it's hard
1: when it sounds like you, your own voice. Oh
0: man! I and I, I want to go back. there's a great point you made that it takes conscious effort yeah. to network with heaven yeah. a- and through things like let's say reading sacred text and mm-hmm. and it that to me speaks to the presence of both heaven and hell in my mind because when i do get down to let's there, there's always this pull on me like go look at some ego-based things online or you know get down and do your spiritual practice whenever i do the spiritual practice yeah. i just right away it's for there are a couple minutes there's this internal protest of this is boring or, this is not a screen this is the yeah. book but then the rewards just start coming in, and I'm in a better state yes. of mind. And the, the fact that I know there's heaven and hell in my mind because even though I get good results, the next time it's time to do that, there's still this like lobby against it. Now, don't do that, yes. go do something else, even though oh. it's just not the results.
1: So. I'm laughing because I was literally just listening to a podcast for the purpose of like, okay, I'm going to like, you know, put these concerns aside and yeah. listen to this thing. And just like, oh, but I'll also browse Facebook at <laughs> the same time. And it does not yeah. work like, they didn't like, like my baby picture. Tur- like turned out oh i haven't listened to a word for the last yeah. ten minutes like you can't i don't know maybe that's one of the protections you can't actually network with both at the same time, yeah. <laughs> you know so if right. you really can get off you know the one network, yeah. the other network's there for you
0: so what's uh, what's everybody's experience with it what, what makes you feel like you're in touch with heaven what makes you feel like you're in touch with hell, and yet yeah, have you felt sort of a push? From either one to participate, any stories, anything like that, we'd love to hear from you. Get your get your questions in throughout the yeah. show, or, or responses in, and we'll get to it in the end. All right. So we talk. We're talking to talk about evil spirits and and how to how we're protected from them. So first, let's let's get into what's the danger in the first place. Let's start yeah. with a creepy title. Mm. Told you. Yep. A couple of days late for Halloween. But yes. I didn't know, even though we <laughs> yes. had that music in our uh, in our catalog. So last week we talked about a complex um, mental spiritual network that yep. we're in. And we actually had a diagram that we showed you a number of times. And that diagram, okay, cool. God is there as in the center and then there's angels, but it does get a little bit weird. Like why? Are there evil spirits in there, why aren't they kind of in a little holding cell with an impermeable membrane around them? So I want to explore a little bit more about why they're there and what they're doing in it. And I think you have a Band-Aid.
1: I have a Band-Aid. And this Band-Aid, I think, will give us some insight into this question. Well, that's Um, Andy. Yes, I just (laughs) happened to find it right here. I, you know, my kids, when they get hurt or something, they will often want a Band-Aid because it's like the symbol of comfort. <laughs> the
0: phantom <laughs> Band-Aid. I, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but what they might not understand is how important the Band-Aid is for actually keeping their cut clean, you know, so once we've cleaned it or whatever, then mm. the Band-Aid goes on to keep it from, you know, germs and other things that are in the environment that could make it get infected or something yeah. like that. It needs that protection
0: yeah we've got a membrane the skin is this amazing membrane that keeps that stuff out once it's been broken because we know about the nature of that membrane we know okay you've got to sort of create a patch that almost performs the same function right um so we want to look at the spiritual equivalent a little bit more, and that has to do with, if you, you're looking at germs, their spiritual proxy would be these evil spirits that we were showing you before. W- what is our, the skin of our spirit that keeps them from causing too much trouble, and you know, what, what would happen if it was broken? So this is where we get into the secrets of heaven. Swedenborg writes, if evil spirits could tell they were with us, so there's a little clue that they can't, mm-hmm. and distinct from us, okay, two things in there, and if they could influence our bodily activity, of three conditions, they would try to destroy us a thousand ways. Because, no offense, they hate us with a deadly (laughs) hatred. (laughs) Since they have seen that I am a person, meaning Swedenborg, living in my body, they have kept up a continual attempt to destroy not just my body, but more especially my soul. Mm -hmm. After all, destroying a person or a spirit is life's highest pleasure for everyone in hell. It's just a lame thing to have the highest pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) The Lord has constantly protected me, though. This shows how dangerous it is to be in live contact with spirits if you do not have the goodness that comes of faith. So, there's yeah. a, cu- a lot of stuff in there. What, what can we take away from that? Well,
1: yeah, I think that that just that ignorance that they don't know they're with us and we're relatively unaware of them. That in itself is a protection. And then, but even you know, it's not the only protection because there's other barriers in place. Because then Swedenborg says you know he is able to be aware of them, but there are these other for that sort of a scenario, too, the Lord is able to provide protection through the good of faith, like what Swedenborg was saying and stuff.
0: Yeah, I think about in a lab, in movies anyway, where they have to have those like, hazmat suits on when yeah. they're handling anthrax or something, that Swedenborg was uh, interacting with these really deadly spirits, but he had this extra protection.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, uh, it's interesting, he says, if they could tell they were with us, so like you said, most of the time they don't know, That's, this is our base this is sort yeah. of the skin of the spirit, is this ignorance on both sides. Yeah. So it goes on from there. Secret of Heaven 5862. The spirits with us did not know they're with us. Only, only angels from the Lord know. Mm-hmm. So you don't need that. I think about it, like the good bacteria in your body. You don't need that skin yeah. barrier. Yeah. This is because they are linked to our soul or spirit, not to our body. Thoughts expressed in bodily speech and wishes expressed in bodily deeds flow into action in an orderly way by means of a general influence and correspondence with a universal human governs the process. Yeah. The spirits with us then have no part in the process. They do not talk through our tongue. That would be possession. Neither do they see anything in the world through our eyes or hear anything in the world through our ears.
1: I find that so interesting because... It's like so the spirits are all around us and they're influencing us and everything, but they they're able to influence us without it being a specific knowledge like that they know exactly how they're influencing us. Um, That like that passage described, there's a general correspondence that whatever our thoughts are relating to and how that connects to theirs, that's enough to create this connection without it crossing that barrier. but then that angels are allowed to know they're with us, even though that's the opposite, that also is another protection. Yes. You know, a sort of built-in thing for the Lord to be able to, yeah, protect us. From. Well,
0: because you want them knowing what they're doing. And it, exactly fascinating that he describes that, that the actual movements of the body, that, that right now spirits could be kind of affecting how we think about this conversation, but they can't make me say anything, and they yep. can't move... Uh, my hands or something, that in itself is a protective, there's sort of an unhackable system there. Um, And and Swedenborg, so Swedenborg was more open than most people to influences from a spiritual world. He'll describe all the time, a spirit tried to get into my hand or thoughts or feelings or something. Yeah, right. Remember, we have this story recently. Do you remember this episode?
1: Yes. Oh, and such a good animation too. (laughs)
0: That's right. There was this was a story of a spirit that knew of Swedenborg and was trying to kill him by a thousand ways and and means and everything. Um, That's an extreme case, but a lot of us usually don't. But there's kind of a spectrum. In between, we and we sort of got into the, the the details of that fuzzy line in a show we did right. a long time ago. It's sort of a, a classic of our channel. Yes, how to deal with evil spirits. Um, so so there's there's that dynamic. But w- if we're looking at the the germs as a correspondence or representation mm-hmm. with evil spirits, like you know. You can say there's germs everywhere, I don't know if I'm going to be able to sanitize everything, but you know for sure if something's really disgusting, you don't touch it, you don't eat it, you don't go out of your way to, right. to interface with that stuff, right? Yes, yeah. So, so then what's the spiritual equivalent of that? And I think Morgan is describing it here, the secrets of heaven. Again, although the evil spirits we have with us are from the hells, they are not actually in hell while they are with us, but are removed from it. The place they then inhabit is midway between hell and heaven and is called the world of spirits. Which is fascinating that we kind of choose (coughs) where where they end up. Yeah. Okay, it goes on. The realm called the world of spirits is inhabited by good spirits, too, who also keep us company. When the evil spirits with us are in that world, they're not suffering any hellish torment. No, (laughs) they're enjoying the pleasures of self-love and materialism, and all the indulgences we, ins- we ourselves are enjoying <laughs> because they are sharing all our thoughts and feelings. And again, I, g- I guess it strikes me that they don't even really m- realize that there are thoughts and feelings. They just feel that what we feel uh, when we get into that stuff. When they are sent back to their hell, though, they return to their previous condition.
1: Yeah, so you have that like self-love and materialism thing, yeah. and it's like that's this central source thing that then if we're really into that then we're gonna be sort of indirectly but getting that influence from evil spirits who are in the world of spirits interested in that same thing
0: and that, that makes me think back to the icebreaker ice question that we had where I'm, we're talking about, ah, do this thing that's good for the spirit or this thing that's not. It, there's such pressure to do something that, that's that's not as healthy, maybe because if they're actually evil spirits lifted up into this better condition and get to enjoy everything we enjoy, they're going to be lobbying to keep our negative ways of life going, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. They'll want that. As long as we're creating that cloud, they can come hook into it too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's, it's like the animal found food here before of course is going to come back and like nudge you until you like okay all right (laughs) i'll I'll (laughs) open it i have a a kitty cat who you know is getting kind of old and he just always wants you to open a new food can for him like all the time um he's cute and good and but just like in that loop and so you get that same kind of thing of like Yes. i you had it before yep i'm I'm, coming back that's right yeah so we're talking about Evil spirits and this influence and in the spiritual world always being in contact with us and it could be kind of freaky yeah. to think about. Um, so, is the response to that to always be worried? I mean, does that reflect the danger? You know?
1: Right. Exactly. I mean, if the with the band aid thing, if we're um, we know there's germs out there, but there are just ways to be able to handle the situation and not be over. Um, you know, we had the hilarious video of Matt getting going overboard with the hand sanitizer and the helmet and the gloves and the <laughs> eating <laughs> eating a vegetable smoothie. You yeah. know, we don't have to be so uh over concerned to protect ourselves so we can't function in the world anymore. So right. like the Lord actually creates this balance with these protections in place so that um, it all ultimately serves a purpose. And that,
0: it's in, there's even the condition germophobia. I don't know if that's a medical condition where right. there are people who are, are overcome by concern about microorganisms. The microorganisms are there, but obviously being that concerned about them doesn't help us. And you, you sort of need, especially for kids, you've got to have some exposure to them right. to be healthy. So I would think even though Swedenborg is introducing this you know, intense, maybe frightening vision of uh, hell and heaven that are always around us, the, th- we don't need to react to that by, it, the, it, it does not represent the type of threat that would necessitate us constantly worrying about our yeah. interaction with it.
1: And it is interesting too, because we talk about on this show sometimes about how like, oh, it didn't always used to be this way. Even in the show, the mm. last week's show, we talk about that, that, um, you know, that even this whole scenario is this adaptation, but... Um, So we might think like, oh, I wish it wasn't that way, but we really are adapted to it, you know, so that it's not going to go too far or, you know, make it impossible to live and enjoy our life and serve the Lord and, you know, get through this life in this world.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because in in normal conditions, even if you have a cut and some germs get in there, okay, it gets infected, you have T cells, you have white blood cells, you have Neosporin. There's a lot of things we can do between you you dying and you getting (laughs) that cut. And I think that would go too for, if we're looking sort of towards the the guilt side of the road, that people will say, oh, I can't believe that I uh, reacted in this way or that I ha- entertained yeah. this thought or this feeling. I must be... N- n- hell is constantly in yes. us, you know, and that's fine. We can we can neutralize those. Just because you got some kind of fever doesn't mean you're beyond hope.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's really useful to think
0: of. So we're looking at... Um, this evil spirits and the danger there and that we have these layers of protection but let's let's look a little further into the mechanism like how does this protection from evil spirits work that's in the next part whatever number it is How, on a scale from one to ten, audience, how weird is what we're talking about (laughs) and how confusing is what we're talking about? I'm hoping for two tens because being weird and confusing because then you'll be inspired to ask questions. next. Wouldn't that be so nice? Our next uh, segment is... Q and A. It's funny when we do, um, like, we'll do like a little tech rehearsal that you know, uh, and we we are doing (laughs) that not in front of anyone. And we always say like, "Okay, any questions this time?" There's been none. Okay, maybe next week. (laughs) Which does get me thinking, like, how grateful I am that there actually are people watching. Interesting. Every week we have questions, so thank you so much, everybody, for that. Okay, so how we we talked about evil spirits don't know that we're even here, and that this is a key part of the spiritual situation. But how? Does it happen that they're not aware of a, co- a connection that's this intimate for them? This is Secrets of Heaven Five Eight Five Three. The spirits who come to us enter into the entire contents of our memory, including every bit of knowledge we possess. And this is getting into like these key bizarre Swedenborg ideas, but yeah. but which uphold the whole. Is uh, there a load bearing beam in his yes. picture of reality? <clears throat> they make it all their own so thoroughly that they have no idea it's not theirs as a result, they think whatever we think and intend whatever we intend. The reverse is also true. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Whatever they think, we think, and whatever they intend, we intend. Spirits and people act as one because of their common bond. However, and you might be saying, I don't act as one with spirits. Mm -hmm. Each considers itself the locus and origin of the thoughts and intents. The spirits do and the people do.
1: And this this is mind-boggling and I don't think oh, it's yeah. sort of like oh yeah of course you know now that makes sense no this <laughs> spiritual protection thing. no it's
0: not like turns out God loves everyone you yeah. know and works <laughs> with like, you where well, you are you have a
1: shared memory <laughs> and so yeah but I think what could be helpful is thinking about it in terms of um blockchain security and, like, so I depth. don't know a lot about that. Okay, good. But I've heard a little bit, okay. and I'm going to try to talk about it okay. intelligently.
0: If you know about it at home, we don't want right to hear it. Write about it We don't want to hear about it. Wanna wanna no, hear about it. <laughs> anyway,
1: so I know, like, Bitcoin... Anyway, the sort of blockchain thing is where, like, sort of everybody... Uh, the information or something goes into this one big sort of pool or this net or something like that and then so even though it's like all connected you are have this super secure connection um, to just access your bit of it or something Um, I'm probably not making any sense but I do think somehow that is what's going on spiritually is that like it's this there's a security this you know, security in place so that we are having these shared thoughts and feelings yeah. with spirits, and yet from that, like, center thing, cloud or something, we each have our own, um, you know, identity. We make it, we dress it in however it works for our lives, you know. So if it is self-love and materialism or yeah. something, when, it, when we connect to it, it has its own little code or whatever so that it's us, it's the me, you know. and yeah. then But somebody else might be connecting to the same big, net of whatever and but for them it's their own personal thing so it's just I don't know if that's helpful but um, but yeah
0: it is helpful because you couldn't so Swedenborg describes it saying whatever they think we think but it couldn't be just one-to-one because I'm thinking about blockchain right now yes. and it, how it's an analogy for spiritual stuff there's no way that i'm connected to some evil spirits who also have a swedenborg youtube on evil youtube show <laughs> and they're, t- they're they couldn't be thinking the same thing but i you i just got to thinking when you were saying that of Swedenborg's comments on correspondences and dreams, and that he would say that angels were having a conversation, and their conversation showed up as a dream to him, but it was the ideas in their conversation rendered through the concepts he knew. So when they talked about somebody who was avaricious or superficial, a particular individual that he knew came in so that if, if I had heard the same angelic conversation when I was asleep, it would be a dream with Curtis type things in it, yeah. whereas his was Swedenborg type things. So that's a great point is that it, this sort of shared pool you're talking about is where we get the underlying elements but not now they're thinking about, should I wrap this point up on my YouTube yeah, show right, right. now? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> I don't know, it's strange, yeah. but I do think that that makes it a little bit more you know, uh, intelligible or something to be able to think about how we're somehow all thinking and feeling the same thing sort of seems like that's just like a horrible loop to be in yeah. but at the same time i do think you need to sort of um if you think about it that way then it might make us wake up a little bit more to when we feel like our thoughts are snowballing you know yeah. and like picking up more because if you just think about it more and more people are you know cooking into this yeah. thing then it's going to gain in momentum or something spiritually speaking
0: yeah oh and i can sometimes feel if i'm in a, starting to get into a bad mood and i feel like well i'm in this mood because something's wrong Mm-hmm. in my life that I'm I have some kind of like there are things in my life that are suddenly appearing in a way that would make me despair. And I think, wow, I'm just really realizing stuff about who I am or what yeah. I am. But if I know this is, could all be a reaction to something that's being pulled by this this other network I'm in a part of, I can have some strength to say, like, no, everything's fine. And I, and I don't have to believe these thoughts and feelings because the origin or the pool I'm sharing these things with, these people are not geniuses. You know? Yes, yeah.
1: right, and, that, and the whole, um I was just reading about this practice that sounds fascinating to do sometime but where like a group of people, you all write down what your fears are yeah, and then you like put them all in a pool in the middle and you pick out the pages and you go around and just read people's fears and through that process you realize like I couldn't even, you know, like are my fears any different from your fears? Like it's not your fear, my fear, it's just like there's fear Uh and we all have this capacity to get really hooked into it and we decorate it in our own personal way but like yeah. through that sort of a witnessing you can see like it's not it, it is outside of us and so yeah you know.
0: and I also love and this is r- different but related um I love hearing other people's fears because they're they're just not potent to me like right. you're worried yeah. like you're <laughs> you're not worried about the backup generator in my garage that I don't <laughs> know how to get the spoiled gasoline out of, because it's just not on your radar. That's a silly example, but just like, you think about how much I've worried in my life about um, how things are going to turn out for me. Well, to Stuart, whatever. They'll they'll turn out fine. They'll turn out fine. i will be
1: fine. We all know Stuart's going to be fine.
0: (laughs) And and the Stuart is not, like, I'm all hyper about what happens to Curtis, but I remember just reading a Swedenborg passage where he says, part of the trust in Providence is, I'm a tiny speck in relation to the grand human in relation mm-hmm. to divine providence, and so I just like the idea of oh yeah, uh, like the, the forces, these big forces that are pulling for good are so much bigger and so much. That's what's really happening, and I'm going to get pulled up into this. That's those. a good
1: point just in terms of like the pool idea and how we're all sort of somehow sourcing it from for our for in this case in a negative you know evil spirits. Like yeah. it's it's a way that we're prevented from being aware of the evil spirits, of, uh, you know, around us and them of us, but um, in a positive way, just how. Um, you know, good and beneficial it is to have that witnessing. Mm-hmm. Like, hearing another person's fear helps you get you know, because you can feel so okay about somebody else's fear it helps you realize, okay, maybe I don't need to be so yes. you know, insane about my own or whatever and that that, that sort of seems like the inverse of this. Like, yeah. you know, our ability, the value of connecting yep. together to, to then actually get collective freedom from stuff.
0: because we don't share that. This is a tangent, but I love this tangent. It's because we don't share the fear pool that that particular person's fear is coming, you know, their spiritual pool. So to us, it's like, well, I don't feel, I don't feel that. Okay, let's uh, let's read some more Swedenborg. This is uh, from Secrets of Heaven. The spirits with us also adopt our false convictions, and the continuation on this sort of sharing of minds, whatever those may be, as has been borne out for me by much experience, they adopt our delusions, and not only on public and private issues, but also on spiritual questions of faith. So, I shouldn't say this, but you know, your spirits vote the same way that, that you do.
1: <laughs> Go out <on>, and vote.
0: Plainly, <laughs> then, when spirits are with people who subscribe to heresies, to fallacies and delusions regarding religious truth, and to outright falsities, the spirits buy into the same bad thinking and do not waver from it a hair's breadth. The purpose yeah. is to leave people in freedom and prevent a spirit's own ideas from causing them trouble.
1: Yeah, so fascinating.
0: So it's part of the package deal, you're going to have... Okay, evil spirits, you're hooked up to this person, but you, so that you don't recognize them as a foreign body, you sort of assume, you you think you're them, and this is so that you guys can at least have harmony in um, personality.
1: Right, and yet that not knowing is what gives us um, freedom. Right. It's so interesting to think about.
0: Well, and I'm thinking, if this is a, so that again and again, and oh, I was just just remembering that, that the, the bizarreness of this, Swedenborg gets called out on that by spirits at times. Yeah. In his journal, he'll say, there were spirits coming to me who said, there's no way that all life can come from one source and be in this thought network and go from one to another. Because think of how many, everyone has different thoughts and different conversations. Mm-hmm. Multiple times I've heard him trying to explain, and he usually ends up saying mm-hmm. to the, the spirits, look, you don't know at this time, no one really knew, you don't know how the liver works. And, and <laughs> yeah. you don't even know the basics of the yeah. cells. If you try to just guess that for, without all the requisite, really complex knowledge, of course you're going to say, oh, it couldn't really do that. So similarly here, he'd say, "Like, okay, it's complex, but this is how it is. And uh, it makes me think, it's, if it's there, if it's there for a reason, if that's the point of him telling all this, yeah. You probably don't want to mess with that. If if the ignorance is is a protective system, you probably don't want to say, I'm gonna get around that and try to do some kind of direct contact right. with these with with evil spirits. I think about it like phone scams or internet scams. Mm-hmm. All the time I'll get, you know, calls from robocalls that are saying, oh, yeah. Hey look, you know, this is your last chance or the, the IRS. IRS. Yeah. Which is really um heinous because to me i'd say aha that's funny and and delete it but there are people who would be really vulnerable to that Ah. and to think to work with people's worst fears like that but the fact that they send it to me who I, i already know that that's a scam means they don't really know who i am or what i know they're just guessing right but if you think about like like sophisticated phishing scams where they find out Oh, you work at this company. I'm going to get to know you and the people you email with, and then I'm going to send you a specific email that looks like it's from someone you know to try to get you to give me your password. That's that's that much more effective, and I sort of think that's sort of like the difference between these evil spirits just dragging our feelings down without knowing. But if they understand, oh, you're there, then they can really come at you.
1: And they call their friends too. You know, I mean, I just think in terms of that real world example of like, um, you know, somebody who one person might learn oh i can really get this one person some like elderly woman or something to give me a lot of money to this project to this thing or something um then to come back and keep getting that person you know with scheme after scheme and scam after scam of like oh and now you need to support me in this thing and you're just like taking all this money Yeah, yeah yeah um
0: and we've had we've had people in our audience say that they've had problematic experiences. I haven't really done, you know, like ghost hunter kind of or Ouija right. board, but people have said in our comment section like I was doing a Ouija board or EVP or something and now I, I've got voices that, that don't stop or something.
1: Right, that, yeah.
0: That you can kind of puncture, and I know um, in our, sh- in our uh, How to Deal with Evil Spirits show, we talked to Jerry Marzinski, who is a uh, licensed therapist who was talking with people in prisons, and they would often say that you know, through use of drugs, particularly like methamphetamine, that would bring them into this psychotic state where they heard voices. So it seems like you can do, open something up like that.
1: Yeah, and I've definitely heard stories just from people I know, but then also through comments on our channel of yeah. people who feel like I did that for a while, and I'm now working my way out of it because it sort of opened up a kind of communication that did not yeah. that they want to get a handle on. Right, again. yeah,
0: and is so does that mean like you can never you can talk about spiritual stuff like we're doing here, but you never try to contact even though Swedenborg contacted it's all very confusing mess. So we made a show about it called yes. a little while ago called "Is It Safe to Talk to Spirits?" Which is yeah, just um, sort of my again, I'm not I haven't tried that, but this my, our armchair understanding of what does Swedenborg say about the dos and don'ts and, and everything. And so.
1: what I think, what I really find though, is what's so fascinating about what Swedenborg teaches is that like you don't need to have. Uh, open communication where you're hearing things and seeing things yeah. or whatever, to learn about how to deal with spirits and and recognize their influence for what it is. And that's what I find so, fa- to realize that you are already in complete communication with yeah. the spiritual world and with these spirits and you can learn about um, recognizing what it feels like. You know, because Swedenborg, when he talks about it, he'll be saying, it's in this part of my body or, you know, connected yeah. to this thing. Like, and we, you know, when we have certain things come up to just pay attention to how, that, how does that make my body feel, then you yeah. learn to sort of negotiate with it, you know, or make other choices or something. So.
0: And if we're thinking about it in terms of this um, germs metaphor, correspondences, prior to germ theory, people still knew how to treat illness. They yeah, knew, right. like, take these herbs, get this kind of rest, do whatever you did. Th- they could, that we are, that's one of the beauties of Swedenborg's depiction of reality, even though there's all these layers, you're in touch with the things just working with your life how it is on this earth, you can be making important spiritual progress, protecting yourself, all this stuff, right, without having to, to break through. Yep. So let's take a look at another protection system that, that Swedenborg describes. This is Back to Secrets of Heaven, that's this, this series getting a lot of play here. Mm-hmm. There are many spirits today we want to influence not only the thoughts and feelings of people on earth but also our words and deeds which is to say our bodily level yes however our bodily level is immune to a narrowly targeted influence from spirits and angels being governed instead by their general influence that's a cloud thing or whatever right when we expressed <laughs> our thoughts in speech and our intentions in action the process of expressing them or carrying them over into the body follows a set protocol rather than being regulated in a specific way by any spirits influence people's bodily level is to possess them
1: yeah before we get into that last sure. thing i do think it's just like you know we're talking and talking about this but i bet if any one of us had like one minute of sort of like an experience with an awareness of it we would yeah. get it like i wish i could sort of experience all of these different elements and how does that yeah. all go together so anyway it's interesting. yeah
0: well and i sometimes wonder like okay well you know why aren't i having these kind of experiences and i wonder like is there something important about like that some people are doing that and some of us are trying to figure this out from like a uh, like day-to-day pragmatic like yeah h- how do you navigate this world where you can hear other people's experiences and then live a regular life and then and how do you connect so i but I, I totally get that that if if somebody was trying to explain to me over and over and over what an ecosystem was like yeah but i'd never walked out in nature right. i would have an idea of it that would be wrong, but it'd be wrong in the right direction. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. So let's. Um, so oh, oh I was, we were talking about the the possession thing. And, yes, and right. Can can word. people these days be possessed? Swedenborg. Uh, said, said, at one point, thought he was being possessed. Remember we had this right. clip where he was, that was Jonathan Rose, yes. like, shaking, and, and he felt like he was, but it wasn't technically, because the spirits weren't controlling him, they were just affecting him. Right. So I'm wondering, can is that something we have to watch? Can people be, you know, possessed to go out and do things?
1: Yeah, and Swedenborg writes, at least, that no, not after the Lord came into the world, mm. Um, that there was a time before that when there was the way that the spiritual world was set up that um actual bodily possession was possible and but um after the lord's life in the world then that and with the lord's glorification then that was a sort of realignment of spiritual order that then made it so that that kind of um bodily possession wasn't possible
0: okay great so that that's not um s- that's not a ha- kind of like in in the western countries tuberculosis or something that that was an malady but it's pretty much been eradicated Mm -hmm. um but but that definitely we're feeling hell's effects on us so so what's going on there
1: yeah and i well that's the interesting thing that swedenborg does talk about a sort of internal possession and that but he really frames it in terms of like just what we've been talking about where when you're just getting more and more caught up in um hellish things and evil loves and things like that 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 um having that kind of tetheredness to hell can ultimately um you know be experienced like an internal possession and i mean i kind of feel like if you've ever tried to stop you know a certain habit the the enormous resistance that you come up against that just wants you to keep going and whatever that was it's like yeah maybe that it you know even when you're like i want out of this there's some part of you that's like, no thanks, we're not, <laughs> we're not doing that. And so that almost is like this internal possession makes me think of them, um, Peter Rhodes, who we've had on the show, and how, yeah. you know, the um, talking about that that there's, the, you have to have this new will gradually created because that old will is really this thing that just wants to take you down.
0: Absolutely, and and it's just like, hey, don't I get a say in what I want to do and want to want? But you yes. definitely come <laughs> up against this like, this resistance. So you have. Swedenborg does all the time talk about hell trying to attack us, but it's, it's mostly these days integrated into this regeneration system. So yeah. you'll feel these times of despair and, and grief and fear, but it's, it's actually in a very controlled environment that is allowing you to climb the spiritual ladder. It's very different than like, oh, evil spirits are taking over your life.
1: Right, yeah, and I think that that... And you know, Swedenborg writes about how that's so important to... Um, that the evils have to be allowed to come out and come to the surpa- surface so that they can be um, dealt with. And yeah. Um, yeah, it makes me think of that story in the New Testament that I'm not going to be able to quote well, but like the, the, the guy... The, the se- guy said the, that thing <laughs> one, one time. <laughs> the seven <laughs> demons coming back yeah. after, the you know, it's just, I just remember studying that and, make, and having it think of like, oh yeah, when you think like, oh no, I'm fine. It's like, oh actually, there's like... There's a lot that's like, you know, growing um, inside of you in that way. But then, you know, so through regeneration, the Lord allows just piece by piece, piece by piece, like little by little, um, the, those evil spirits are allowed to come out and then get dealt with in a way that ultimately leads to our freedom.
0: Sort of like a measured drip that we can yeah. handle. It's, yeah. it's like almost like an inoculation or something. You get yeah. a little bit of the problem and then you'll learn how to fight it more and mm-hmm. more. Hey, how's all that, everybody? Have all your questions already been answered? If not, we'd love to answer a couple of them in our Q&A section, which we're going to do right now. So if you're on YouTube, uh, get in there, write something, and we'll do our best to talk through it. Okay. Could this be the week where we don't have any
1: questions?
0: (laughs) I'm excited to see. It will be an experience all unto its own. Do we have any questions? I have questions. Okay, good. (laughs) Good. Uh, Kendall M. asks, If we are in a state of equilibrium... Why do we tend towards the negative? Is evil evil stronger than good in us? Oh, I love that. If you, it is great because if you came here and told me like, yeah, there's an equal amount of heaven and equal amount of hell coming into you, I'd say no. Yeah. There's not. I don't bear. I go days without hearing yeah. heaven.
1: Yeah. Well, and I once, I once was complaining to um, a woman about how I didn't feel connected, or you know, just felt out of touch with you know spiritual things that I might have felt or at once I did feel in touch with. And she was like, well, do you take time to get in touch with it? Mm-hmm. And so this question for me makes me think of how like our, Swedenborg talks about our mind having these levels to it. And um, and those uh, levels, we spend most of our time because we are alive in a body and we have to like feed ourselves every like three hours. Two hours. <laughs> Two hours. Um, we're mostly face downward, you know, yeah. like... How am I feeling? Where are the aches and pains right now? But that outward bodily focus um, really puts this hyper-awareness on the evil spirits, which are... Uh, their influence to us is through the world. Is that, I mean, through um, hell, but through that world of appearances, through the way things... They get at... They can create falsity that leads us to evil through the way things appear, you know? Yeah. So, you know, if we're, like, in this... Column and we're just facing down. We're not aware of all of this space that's above us um, And that kind of opening those inner levels of our minds takes um, like that conscious effort and practice and um, You know um, intention it's all there and well, so there's another angle of it, but just that um, So that that's why we end up it seems stronger and louder Um, That's one aspect of it. Another aspect is the the That hell does love to control us and it would love to just talk to us on the phone forever and never let us get off but um, Whereas angels really are interested in our Freedom and Wanting to influence us even in a way that doesn't interfere with our ability to make our own choices Yeah But that also means they end up sounding quieter Right And more in the background or something
0: Well uh, When I think about the equilibrium, that Swedenborg does talk about a state of equilibrium, but it's a complex equilibrium. It's not just the angels are right here and the devils are right here and there's a little line in between. He talks about evil spirits being more audible or or sensible in the, the the outermost level of the mind, like you said, that we stay on, whereas angels are equally present and forceful, but they're doing things like influencing our overarching goals.
1: Right, these more inward qualities, yeah. Yeah,
0: and a fascinating um, assertion that Swedenborg makes is that that the world of our experience and the world of what's really going on <coughs> can be quite divergent, because during what are, used to be translated right. temptations but now it's translated uh, spiritual trials that god is actually much closer to us during that but we feel terrible during because yeah. we have there is this conflict between good and evil even though good is really there we feel the evil and that's a great question of why i do know that swedenborg says we are we are operating in I don't like this term, but the fallen state, meaning um, it used to be that good was the default, but now hell has gotten so strong, and we have this negative tendency towards being a little bit selfish and being a little bit um, just sort of mentally denying the existence of God, you know, even involuntarily, that that's sort of the starting place. Um, And I think about, yeah, that there is this significant amount of spiritual pollution that we're just kind of fighting through all the time. It doesn't mean that God and heaven isn't... I'm not... I I guess how I would like to wrap it up um, is (laughs) there's not an equilibrium necessarily of experience. There's an equilibrium of effect and influence. Like, God and angels can do what... have as much chance to do what they want to do, which is get us to heaven, but it's not even, I think, for a lot of people, in how it feels. It can feel much more like oh, this feels bad more often than it feels good. Yeah, yeah. and I,
1: the only the thought that was coming to me in hearing what you're saying is just that um, in terms of our consciousness in our own bodies, it's like I'm just thinking like, okay, I'm, I think I'm sort of aware of my face and my hands right now, but yeah. like, you know, in terms of, uh, and even what we have under our voluntary control yeah. in our body, and that's where we interface with hell. You know, yeah. hell's allowed to come at us sort of through our physical life in this world but everything else you know our heart our lungs all of our organs that's heaven yeah. you know like heaven is just working non-stop and and we are blissfully unaware of right. how much work so that's hugely and in the uh, the balance is in the direction of heaven you know way right. more heaven at play in our life than hell even though our consciousness is more focused is more aware of the hell activity Yeah, um, but that you know i just love that idea speaking of the band-aid and all that stuff like right. as soon as you get a cut your body works at healing it it takes it doesn't say well i'll get to that tomorrow yeah like gosh i've got a lot on my plate right now you know right. it's just active all right here we go now we're doing this so like that's the way heaven works for us all mm. the time
0: that's awesome and the good news is the more on a spiritual path you get the worse you feel i mean <laughs> swedenborg does sort of assert that that that, that you know tempt these spiritual struggles are how you you grow spiritually so so i would also say that our experience of pleasant versus unpleasant is not a good indicator of how well we're actually doing in the stuff that matters because you can be really starting to pursue the right things but that just leads to this kicking up of evil that you have to slog your way through
1: it's true and like you know the seven days of creation like the seventh day is the day of rest and i think of like we had our spiritual fermentation show like forever ago, but um, another classic, yeah but that talked about this like crazy, frothy fermentation phase that that leads to this like beautiful peace and rest of this like newly the wine you yeah. know that comes afterwards, so like there is a state of peace that is growing and that we're moving towards. But it kind of gets a little bit worse before it gets better.
0: Sorry that we couldn't give a more in-depth answer to your question. There, let's see. We got Let's see if we can get a couple more in here. We
1: thought it was the only one. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, is, is there another one? <laughs> This is Mr. Binker's the cat asks what kind of specific punishments do evil spirits get for violating oh, the rules. Oh, man. Um, and so
1: many. Swedenborg
0: talks Well, Swedenborg <laughs> describes them and they are often strange. Yeah. Like and and let before we go around talking about punishments like, we have to have a little bit of a disclaimer on why Swedenborg says there would exist in God's universe such a thing as a punishment.
1: Yeah. He, yeah.
0: So I I was just going to say that the only time that the punishment you know some kind of discomfort or suffering is only used when that's the only language a spirit will speak anymore that if if you are completely bent on harming people and you won't stop because it's not the right it's it's mean and you won't stop because you'll look bad there's no re- the only thing that'll make you stop is wow if i st- if i do that i know i'll get punished so i won't then punishments are allowed because that's the way god can slowly get even someone like that, to say, okay, well, maybe I don't want to do those things, which is a little bit of a, and a step evil,
1: up. Swedenborg talks about how evil comes with its own punishment. It, it punishes itself, um, and I think of that, of like punishment is really in the eye of the beholder, in a yeah. way. Um, so, like, to punish the evil, the way the Lord controls hell is um, the, by restraining, by basically just not letting people act out in their evil and to be to be you know not allowed me ends up um you know that is a punishment like that's torture to have your love taken away from you and so so again sweet you can read a, a lot i mean like of you know heaven and hell hell talk the hell part of the book heaven and hell talks a lot about specific punishments and then there's a lot of other times in arcana Celestia. so i feel like there's just such a variety yeah but when he talks about it it's really how the the appearance of it is a reflection of the spiritual state yeah you know so but it's so it's that that dynamic is always going on in in the spiritual world so it's never sort of random it's very precise to that person's spiritual experience
0: right I guess. all that said sometimes you get rolled up in a sheet yeah
1: <laughs> shaking I'm, around a lot
0: i'm serious yes <laughs> yeah and, and his his descriptions are you can tell that he's trying to describe something that's a little bit beyond our vocabulary but he will talk about yeah like people being rolled up in things sometimes people will be well often often most often it's you're pushed out of the area that you're in it's, yeah that's it, spirits will have done something so they get pushed back into the hell where they were um i i don't know if i can think of any other specific ones do you, do you remember any oh, there, there's a lot of yeah they're, they're often bizarre um but but again correspondential so the the, the answer is yeah man there's some there you look there
1: yeah, the, and the question was like specific punishments that evil spirits get for violating the, the rules, right? The, yes. Yeah, definitely. I would say like.
0: A working, you have to work for food. If you yeah,
1: that's what I was thinking. Like being put to work, basically having your pleasure taken away from you and yep. being just put to work, like put being work. made use of in other ways.
0: Yep, and, <laughs> and there's like gray area stuff. Like there are some people who. Um, there's and it's not just like there's punishment but all the way like a spectrum of sort of reformation activities i think about he describes people who had um were were full of themselves and always whenever they did anything good they were just doing it for credit and he talks about them chopping wood yeah and that they have to chop wood and he says as long as something it seems to them a little bit like they're hitting the lord when they're doing it there's something of the lord in the wood that means they still got to go but once that disappears they've kind of expunge that desire from themselves.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. <laughs> There's so much more that could be said.
0: <laughs> but we can't say it right now because we're going to take one more question here before we move on. Matt Klein asks, Does Swedenborg give any ways to strengthen the connection to angels and possibly lessen the connection to evil spirits? Or is it part of the learning experience to be subject mm. to both? I want to say that I have, you know, I have a lot of favorite Swedenborg numbers, but I came across one recently, in, or like two nights ago, in Journal of Spiritual Experiences, no, like four nights ago, because I remember in the rehearsal we were thinking about it, um, which is that Swedenborg lays out for you, this is when evil spirits cannot bear to be around you, and it is when you have the truths of faith. So this Mm -hmm. would be broadly things like divine providence, God through divine providence runs the universe. Um, ev- you know, Loving other people is heaven. Um, loving self alone is hell. That all um, power is actually in good and that nothing hell can offer you is worth abandoning heaven. If you're in those things and you don't won't admit any objections to them, that you won't listen to, like, well, this feeling is making me feel like being the greatest would be better, so maybe I'll give it my time. If you just, Swedenborg was in a state where he just absolutely wasn't interested in anything hell was throwing at him by this time in his life. He said evil spirits hate being around that, that they don't even want, because they they say, this is a quote from him, they have nothing then by which they can lead him. Yeah. So they, if, if you're not giving them anything... 'Cause they have to worm their way in through creating doubt in these fundamental yeah. principles. If you are actively believing God is taking care of everything, all the but but what about this might happen? What about this? What about this thing that's unfair? So it's a state that I every once in a while can get into for a few minutes. But if somehow I could make that stick, I, I could see that being a really good protection.
1: Yeah, and Swedenborg does say that like when we go through um uh you know, temptations or or phases, tough phases in our spiritual process that In that way, the Lord, we don't know the use or the trajectory. Like Swedenborg talks about how, like he, that prayer of like not my will but your will be done Mm -hmm. is like, I want this temptation to be over. You know, like I want these evil spirits to not be around me anymore. But I can acknowledge that the Lord's gonna take care. Like acknowledge all of those truths. Like just, it's really important to affirm those truths even when you don't feel it. You know, even when it doesn't feel true, and you really do feel like you're in the valley of the shadow of death, you know, of just like you're surrounded. Um, but the Lord is preparing a table for you yeah. in the presence of your enemies, and that is um, that doesn't scoop you up out of the valley, but it you can survive there because and because um, so the Lord will let a temptation like that, any presence of evil spirits kicking stuff up, in you ride out to get the most good out of it, yeah. you know, to really be leading. So I have had that experience of like, and it is it is making real progress. Like Swedenborg says, every time we go through these kinds of spiritual trials, goodness and truth is getting locked together in our spirits in a way that is just impossible to take apart, you know, like the yeah. evil spirits can't get at those parts in us that have created that bond. And so as we keep affirming truths um, and, uh, you know, taking taking these actions that is like affirming love in our life and um that 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 will that builds on itself and yeah. we really do get um the evil spirits might still be there but like you said they don't quite get a hook in you or and they sound a little quieter or you get yeah. you know you have enough strength of perspective from experience so then it's um, just
0: it's no longer a threat like you understand yes. that they're there
1: yes and and i don't we're talking
0: about evil spirits and when are they here when they're not i don't know we don't know exactly the ratio that this spiritual da- dynamic has to things like you know you know people that have depression or right. anxiety we don't like that it could be well that we've the human beings find the cure to those sort of stuff it could be that the level we're supposed to have with these angels and evil spirits is actually up here and our struggles are up here but a lot of us are down here right now right so it could well be that a lot of things in life are really fixable so I would say, you know, keep up hope that that it, it's probably that we're supposed to have this battle going on. It's probably not supposed to be as miserable as it is these days.
1: Yeah, and I guess, like, ways to strengthen the connection to angels and possibly lessen the connection to evil spirits. I mean, like, I would look up what Swedenborg says about the Ten Commandments and, like, the inner meaning, inner application yeah. of the Ten Commandments and, like, thinking about ways of, act, of like... Just taking one thing, one idea and applying it in your life, you know, like that is that process of um, giving the Lord an in into Mm -hmm. your life. And um, and that really builds our own awareness of being able to see, gain awareness of the evil around us and see it for what it is. Um, You know, I just I'm just thinking about like false gods, like the first commandment. And like um, like there was a time in my life where like it really took a lot of work for me to even think like, well, what? is it really useful for me to be spending my time thinking or behaving in this particular way? Or am I sort of making that a false god for myself? And like, just, so there's lots of areas and the Lord will guide, guides all of us in like, how do we apply that in our life? And, um, but I think that 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 is the process that will ultimately lessen our connection to evil spirits and build us up with angels.
0: Awesome. Thank you everybody for your excellent questions. Let's uh, take a moment now to go on a little road trip and the theme of this road trip is the spiritual perspective because we've talked about a lot about what's it like to be us and that we're living lives here and yet we have this spiritual connection and we don't know why and we don't know how and but what's it like to be a spirit on the yeah. other side and have this connection and, and be in the same situation so uh, we got two numbers about it here do you want to read the first yeah. one
1: all right so <clears throat> this is from spiritual experiences four six eight three there was a certain one who in the world had had an understanding of truth from some good quality Lagerberg
0: this is in parentheses <laughs> Swedenborg is naming who this person uh, yeah. was an acquaintance of his somebody
1: could figure that out um, He told me that he saw separate regions where there was a multitude of spirits in a commotion and in various ways in the different regions. And he became aware that in the middle there was a vague something, which he was told was the earthly person around whom they were. And subsequently it was reported by the angels that there are such commotions around every person because a person on earth is the lowest and last plane. Spirits do not know that a person is there nor does the person know that spirits are around him. He said that there were many hells beneath those in which they were, and that it, and, and that it is those who are above in the world of spirits who are making such a commotion into the aura around a person. It appears thus as an aura by a spiral winding around to the center where that vague something, or rather that person, is."
0: So from his perspective, if you could see there was a vague, but just a vague something. Yeah. There's all this activity. It makes me think of like a porch light on, and all these bugs yes. are just like swirling yeah. around yeah. it. And they may not even understand because maybe they just have a light sensing system that knows they're supposed to fly up when yeah. it's light. And they're <laughs> right. like, why am I'm I going just around? Here. Like they might not know that they're orbiting a light bulb. So I want it. Is it <laughs> kind of like that there? That's
1: a good analogy. All right.
0: So then, then you might think we, we talked about, oh, it's good that there's this protection system that evil spirits don't know there's people here. What if an evil spirit tuned into this show and like (laughs) learned that whole thing? What would happen? (laughs) This is what takes place in Secrets of Heaven 5864. Some evil spirits heard that spirits are present with a person. So Mm. they decided to find those spirits and with them a person. They searched a long time, but without success. What they had in mind was to destroy the person and the spirits, <laughs> just because the spirits were around. Just as heaven's pleasure and bliss is to help people and contribute to their eternal welfare, so it is hell's pleasure in turn to hurt people and promote their mm. eternal ruin. They are therefore on opposite sides. But The headline is its just so fascinating <sighs> to think about. Evil spirits saying, oh, where is everybody? Like they heard about it, but still the protection system is that strong that even when they are aware in that way, they don't have a homing beacon on it.
1: Yes, they can go searching and searching. Oh, so great. So
0: there's a little <laughs> spiritual road trip where we dip a little bit into what's it like on their side. Uh, they're, they're, de- they're dealing with this strange arrangement, too. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's take a moment now. We said at the beginning that we wanted to know your, your answers to our icebreaker questions. So what did you answer? We're going to find out. Last chance to get one in, yes. and although it's probably already in there. So let's take a look. Okay, so uh, let's go back now to the very beginning of the show. We were asked a question, and this was the question, when have you felt like you were networking with Heaven or Hell? You heard us say the correct answer, but let's see what all of you said. Just kidding. Let's hear what your answers were. (laughs) This is, uh, okay, so... When something happens that i didn't expect would happen and it has a very positive result hmm so that would be the networking with heaven
1: nice
0: when i was meditating on a bus when i was in college
1: nice Oh,
0: cool is that stuck out enough that yeah i feel networked with heaven when i am working on a project and seeing how everyone has a role including new ideas coming from good spirits Oh,
1: that's awesome
0: that's cool that's kind of like the, the form of heaven what it what is it in people that makes someone sensitive to spirits and some find these ideas ridiculous What did swedenborg think so there's a question they got there as (laughs) well but that's actually (laughs) one we should have (laughs) (coughs) well the answer is the people who think it's ridiculous it's probably the format of this show that that makes them think that when i pray and when i sin okay so the two extremes there going through grief and cancer treatment definitely put me Mm, there yeah when i have feelings of wishing other people harm When I take time to list things I appreciate, I feel more like I am networking with heaven, but when I let negative thoughts take over, then hell. Yes. Whenever I watch Swedenborg in life, but he didn't specify (laughs) if that's heaven or hell. You want to take this one?
1: Sure. I feel like I'm networking with hell when I pay attention to American politics. Burn.
0: Too soon. Vote.
1: All right. (laughs) Every time I get to help the residents I work with and put a smile on their faces, I'm aware that I'm just part of a heavenly team. It's a great feeling. That sounds great. Nice. I don't really feel heaven in the moment, much like divine providence. I can see it easier to see in retrospect. Hell, like you said, hell's in your face. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> I think I'm constantly networking with hell. Then I become aware and pray or laugh. When I let go and don't control is when I network with heaven. Nice. Nice. Very you know? cool.
0: I feel in touch with heaven when I see others being useful and helpful to the less fortunate. Mm. It actually brings tears of joy Yeah. Within. And couldn't, yeah, aren't those angels' tears at the same time? Yep. I just tell God that I trust His plans for me when everything is going badly. Mm -hmm. I just get these inner desires to do things that will help people. I follow it and then find similar kinds of people that had that same feeling. Nice. And finally.
1: Yeah, whenever I give harmful impulses edges in my imagination, that lets heaven flow in. Because if they're there in the picture, they don't show up elsewhere, like turning the light on. Nice. Yeah, cool. And. Heaven, when I'm reading the word, reading Swedenborg, and watching off the left eye. Great, nice. thanks so much, everybody. That's awesome. So thoughtful.
0: Yeah, and it's cool that that was already stuff that's in people's minds, and yeah. now we're linking it to that. And yeah. You're giving me stuff to think over. Exactly.
1: We can help each other.
0: Networking tips. This yes. is like the LinkedIn yes. <laughs> of spiritual stuff.
1: <laughs> I don't.
0: I have a LinkedIn account, but I don't know how to get back in. So I get emails every couple of months. Like, don't you want to be LinkedIn? Okay, so everybody, thank you so much uh, for coming and hanging out. Remember, now is a great time to like and subscribe. If you didn't already, know we're still at 182. Yay, oh. We'll see if that goes up from there. <laughs> this is fake. We're just kidding. This is, this yes, this is just a graphic. So many. Um, we
1: love every single one of you.
0: Oh, for sure. And we, even those two thumbs downs are fine. Yes, um, we love them too. The, we're a nonprofit, so all the programming we're doing here, all the programming we've ever done has been made possible by donations. If you guys want to help support the work we do, consider making a donation. Patreon mm-hmm. is a great way to do it. Uh, if you go to this patreon.com off the left eye you can give us just a little bit of financial support a month and we'll give you amazing behind the scenes footage and amazing is a little generous there but
1: (laughs) (laughs) entertaining
0: entertaining absolutely (laughs) it's just our way of saying thank you for that next week we're going to be talking about divine providence
1: yes
0: and divine providence in the details of yeah
1: in the details
0: weren't we just going on and on about how that's a potent concept to keep evil spirits away yeah so we're going to try to arm you with that same time uh, we are we are now because of YouTube's new premiere feature the shows yeah. are always live you can go live
1: premiere you
0: can have like a chat whether you're on Facebook or YouTube even if the show would, would have been pre-recorded you can still get on there and meet everybody yeah, and it talk gets
1: broadcast, or yes it gets played live and so there's a chat and everything
0: yeah so, so join us 8 o'clock Eastern on either of those. Uh, Chelsea, is was a lot of fun hanging out. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah,
1: thanks so much. I'm so glad to get to be here.
0: And everybody, I hope you have a wonderful week in the meantime.
1: Swedenborg and Life Live is Curtis Childs, host and showrunner, with co-host Jonathan Rose. Livestream tech and graphics by Stuart Farmer and Matthew Childs. Show writing and chat moderation by Karin Childs and Chelsea Odner.